Welcome aboard for another episode of Maiden Voyage. Today, we're talking about confidence in the workplace. We'll discuss some articles detailing women's struggles around it, share some of our own personal experiences, as well as some solid advice for developing more self-assurance around the office. Let's dive in. Women face unique challenges, from glass ceilings at work to everyday personal stressors. The Maiden Voyage podcast covers it all, offering tips and tricks for overcoming your struggles. While this lady-hosted podcast focuses heavily on women's issues, it's relevant for anyone who values self-improvement, equality, and badass inspiration. We all navigate this journey together. Welcome aboard. Alrighty, today we're talking about lady confidence in the workplace. The mermaids here came to the table with some great articles, statistics, and topics surrounding things like imposter syndrome, confidence being a skill, not a trait, claiming your achievements, and so much more. Um, we, I guess what happened was we started chatting in Slack about feeling confident at work and how sometimes as women we feel like there are moments where we don't feel as confident as men. And we started sharing some great articles. We found a Forbes piece and some other um, popular business sites that basically were talking about the issue in and of itself and the layers to the equation, as well as some like tips and stuff that we'll share later for feeling more confident. Um, but for now, I think that a few of us just had some pieces and articles that we wanted to share. So I was just gonna hand it off right away to Audrey. I know you had some great things you wanted to discuss. Sure. I actually was just um, reflecting on like past roles in my head <laughs> as you were talking, Jen. And I realized um, when we had our little brief, I kind of like gave you guys what I was going to talk about. And something just kind of switched for me is that my past role was all with females. So I said in my past life that I was, um, I used to have like more confidence. Um, but maybe it was, I was able to show that a little bit more being around all women, who knows? But um, I did find this fun article about confidence being more of a uh, skill, not a trait. And you know, we've all heard um, anybody, men or women say like, I just don't have confidence. I don't have, when we're talking about public speaking or, or, or anything, just walking into a room, um, confidence can be a skill. So it's something you can practice every day and, and try to get better at. I know I am personally. Because like I said, my past life, I was so confident and I don't think anything's changed. If anything, I've grown, I've grown into myself. So I don't know why confidence would, would, um, go out of myself. That doesn't make sense, but you know what I'm saying? Well, I <laughs> yeah. think also that Audrey, um, you in your past life had been doing that for a very long time. Yeah. Right. This you is also like something new for you. So I think that this role as although you know you're killing it right like you know you're killing it but it's still new and you're growing into that and and owning that as well at the same time and i think this idea of practicing is just like very on the nose for for what you're doing right now in this new this new career oh i love it because it's not one of those things where like oh i have it or i don't it's something that like you can keep practicing. And I feel the same way with public speaking. I used to do it all the time. And I've, I know I've told Jackie this, like I want to get back into it because I really enjoyed it in one of my lives, you know, but now I don't. And so where does that kind of go? So anyways, I want to um, get back to this article. It was called seven ways women can display more confidence at work. 
And I had a couple quotes that I really um, enjoyed and I wanted to share. So um, confidence is the ability to hear your ideas and trust in them. It's a skill of being in and listening to yourself. And then confidence is not a state, it's a feeling. And it's definitely not a trait, it's a skill. One that must be built in repeated acts every day of courage. I love that. I love that too. And I also like to say that even the most confident people aren't always confident. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. Like, like I'm a very type A aggressive person, but like sometimes I have to fake it too, you know? And, and anyone, everyone needs to practice being confident, even if you are confident already, if that makes sense at all. No, it does. It really does. Especially when you're thinking of it as like a skill, you know, you're not just going to um, stop doing something that you're going to try to get better at. Yeah. Um, I Both also personally and professionally though, like I've recently made like new friends and I feel like a teenager again, you're like, oh my God, are they going to like me? <laughs> Like, am I, too, and a lot of these articles allude to women thinking things like, am I too loud? Am I too extra? Am I too much? A am I too robust? Do I need to come down a level? Like that, both professionally and personally, this, these articles have alluded to those being things that women think about versus men. But even in my personal life, I'm like, yeah, like, like, are they going to like me? And it's that confidence of like, I'm a 36 year old woman. Why do I care if they like me? You know, yeah, who cares? right. Right. At the right. Same time, I want them to like me because I want them to be my new friends, you know? So right. like, I think it doesn't matter how old you are or whether it's in the office or at home, you're constantly having to like jack your shit up and like get yourself pumped up before you go into certain situations. Yeah. yeah. And I know we, um, I talked about this earlier, but I honestly feel for me, like being overprepared for a situation um, whether it's a meeting or I don't know, going to like a gathering, like I'm the one like that's bringing all of the food when they ask me to bring like one side dish, you know, <laughs> same with meetings. I'm the one bringing all of the, the goods so that we're overly prepared. Yeah. Um, I feel like, you know, me getting ready in the morning, like that's me being prepared for work. Like I like stand up tall. I sit up straight all things that make me feel confident. I don't know if that's necessarily if every other person in the world needs that, but it helps me. I think those are great tips to help, you know, it's what, and it, it's what helps you, right? So like, I think right. those are great things that you can practice to keep yourself in that state of mind of, you know, confidence. Right. It's a state of mind. Absolutely. Um, so I think the real power here is that confidence is a skill. Right. And if you think about the way the government categorizes how people grow and are in their roles and what they need to do a job where they use knowledge, skills and abilities and knowledge is something, you know, skills are things you can learn and abilities are things you just have. And if confidence is a skill, that means it can grow and it can change. And ultimately you're in control of it. So taking confidence as a skill as a tool in your tool belt that you can continue working on is hugely powerful and we shouldn't underestimate that as a statement in and of itself yeah and to piggyback off of that i know in the one forbes article that we were reading that we'll totally share on our channel julie um they were saying over and over that studies have found that confidence proves to be equally as valuable as competence because it can lead to action and attention and resilience and all these wonderful things that in the case of like a, a working environment, it's just, 
I feel like women hold themselves back because they don't feel like they have the, the level of skill or experience or whatever, but confidence could put you in a position where maybe you don't exactly have all those things, but you can still land the role. Right. Um, one of the tips that was in this article, I'll have one more thing and then I'll pass it off. Um, I thought it was really fun to do, to just kind of like lift yourself up at the end of the day. Um, it's basically keeping track of your little wins. Um, and at the end of the day, you write down just any little wins that you had of the day, even if it's just one. So it says you can apply this principle to your own life by keeping track of your work, whether you use a notepad or a Word document, keep track of what you accomplish each day. Seeing your own progress boosts your confidence, help you realize what you've accomplished, and also helps you to see that you're a valuable member of your team. And I thought this was a good idea, like to end your day with just like a little note card and just write one thing that you did or like you felt accomplished by for that day. Because it's kind of hard to like at the end of your week to be like, oh, I did this and this. But at the end of the day, I could totally see how that would help. Kind of just like boost yourself like. It's like instead of a gratitude journal, you know, people write things, three things they're grateful for every day. It's a confidence journal. Yeah, I like it. I love that. Uh, we should all start confidence should, journals. I know. I think that. I'm going to. I really this enjoy the that. trademark thing, guys. If anyone else makes this after listening to here, we will see you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, is there anything else, Audrey, that you you do to be more confident? Or maybe the better question is, are there ways that you remind yourself to remember to do those things? Like in um, the moment? I think it's just one of those things where like you, like don't talk yourself down, you know, like, like Jackie said, kind of talk yourself up. Like I'm the shit, I'm valuable. I know that I'm here for a reason and don't let anything take that away from you. Um, I, I have actually a few things I want to parlay Audrey off of what you said, but this specifically after what you just said was that, you like talk yourself up and all these things. And we did a role play yesterday. It's like real time life. And, um, it, you know, I was leading it as the salesperson and it was with like another organization outside of ours. So it was like kind of awkward. Um, but I got cut off in the middle and was told that I totally misread the situation as to what was supposed to be happening. And I have to say, I was shocked, um, to say the least, but also that hadn't happened to me in a while. And I was kind of afraid I was going to leave that. I had other real sales meetings later that day and was a little nervous that I was going to have left that then like knocked off my pedestal a little bit and like punched down. And it wasn't a negative reflection on me directly. Cause we did get, I got feedback that it was like, you did a great job. It just wasn't aligned with what we were intending to have seen so like, yay, but like, no, you know, like it was like almost like a backwards pat on the back. I don't you know. You did a great job. Thank you. But I will say that it definitely affected me the rest of the day. And one of my sales meetings like canceled and I was very thankful because I just fell off my game. And I almost wish we would have had this podcast yesterday because it would have been great for me to have had some of these tools in my pocket, like the skills to like step away and like take a minute and reevaluate that like this was just one situation that didn't work out and like it, it did knock me down like the pole a little bit um you know obviously bounced back fine but you know it's it, like these things throughout the day can knock you off your game and if you don't practice being confident by 
positive affirmations, standing up tall, being prepared, like all of these things, which we did before the role play. We did all these things before the role play, right? Um, if you don't practice these every day, it's really easy to fall into this realm of, well, I'm a shit. This is terrible. Why am I here? That imposter syndrome. Like they did find me out yesterday. Yesterday they saw in that role play that like, I was not who I thought I was, right? Is that's where you can go if you don't have this skill built, right? So any skill, like even think about it physically from like a physical skill set, like yoga, like I can go to yoga one day and do a handstand and the next day not, does that mean I'm not a yogi anymore? No, it just means maybe I had a bad day, but I have those building blocks of practicing my vinyasa and coming back to my mat that's going to get me back into a, a, hand, a handstand or whatever, right? So it, it's like you have to take these life skills and build them, confidence being one of them. And I just thought yesterday was a great example of, of that, of not having my cup full, if you will, before and, and, you know, just needing to remember. And I think this is aptly time for me that like, just because you have one bad meeting doesn't mean you're an imposter. It doesn't mean that you're not confident. It just means you need to go home and fill your cup again. So that was kind of interesting that that happened yesterday. Also, um, when we were reading all these articles, it kept talking about imposter syndrome. It was like, the title of the article was like confidence gap in the workplace. And then when it got into the meat and potatoes of the article, it was about imposter syndrome. Like, am I enough? Am I the right person? Am I too loud? Am I this? Am I that? Even Maya Angelou was quoted in one of the articles um, of her, uh, what did she say? Let me find it right here. Uh, when she published her 11th book, that every time she wrote another book, she'd think to herself, uh-oh, they're going to find out now I've run a game on everybody. Like Maya Angelou, oh my God, Tina Fey. The beauty of the imposter syndrome is you validate between extreme egomania and a complete failing of, I'm a fraud, oh God, they're on to me, I'm a fraud. So we're not alone in these feelings of maybe I'm not the right person for this job um, or position or stature in life. Even Michelle Obama has spoken out, like she used to say she was, as a young woman, lying awake at night, am I too loud, am I too much, am I dreaming too big? And eventually I got tired of always worrying what everyone else thought of me and I said, decided, she decided not to listen anymore to her own internal dialogue. Um, so I, I love that. Like all of those famous women are practicing this skill set that we all need to do every day. And Audrey, you also made another point about feeling more confident when you worked with women. And like this, I said this when we were prepping, I'm the exact opposite. I 100% of the time feel more confident walking into a business room or a professional setting or a personal setting when it's more male centric than I do when it's female centric. I guess in my life, if I felt more judged by females than I have males. And I feel like more of a keeping up with the Joneses when in a group of women than I do in a group of men. Um, maybe I'm deep down a bro. I don't know, but I definitely feel more confident surrounded by men than I do women, which I find very interesting, Audrey, because it's like literally the exact opposite than some of the situations you've been put into. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I was going to say that, like, um, I didn't mention this at all, but like, we've all been in a conference room with like a bunch of guys. Right. And like, to me, that's when I would like quiet down and like sit in the corner and not say much. 
And for you, that's when you would be more confident. Right. Like that's where I shine. Yeah. Yeah. So Jackie, I agree with that to some extent. For me, it really comes down to, I like being in a position where I know I'm being underestimated and then I can turn some heads. Like scrappy. Yeah. That makes me really excited. And it it happened to me a lot at work. It happens to me a lot in my personal life, like at the gym. Um, I'm a physically pretty small person. I mean, for those of you who don't know me in real life, I am five feet tall. There's not a lot of space to take up. So I find that when I can come in quietly and then just lay it down, like that makes me feel so powerful. And that's the feeling I take into situations where maybe I'm feeling a little bit rocky, right? Is, you know, maybe the expectation here isn't that I'm going to um, be underestimated by the other person on the other end of the line, but maybe I'm underestimating myself. And can I surprise myself a little bit? I love that. Awesome. Do you have any like secrets to that, Julie? Do you feel like, for example, maybe you go into the meeting just super prepared. So you feel confident because of that or, or what's the secret there? For sure. So I think that being prepared, being over-prepared, being obsessive about preparation is really important. I don't know anyone who does their very best work or does their very best anything when they are completely out of the loop, right? It's that competence, confidence thing that you brought up, Jen, they go hand in hand. A confident person is to some extent prepared. And certainly there are times when you can't over-prepare and you have to walk in and figure it out as you're going along, but knowing that you can do that. Um, I think another thing for me when I'm in real life physically is I believe in taking up the physical space that your body should take up. So I read this thing in, I don't know, I'm going to say this phrase and this phrase is coming out of my mouth. I read something in a little like punk rock zine many years ago that stuck with me. And it was that, you know, women in the punk scene often were pushed to the periphery and shrunk back and were asked, more or less asked not to take up their physical space. And there's something about reclaiming that and saying, no, like I can stand here straight and tall and maybe my shoulders are a little bit broad and I'm gonna let them be, I'm not gonna collapse inward. Um, That's important and it's as important as having the PowerPoint with the bullet points and all of those things. Um, so I love those. And I also love Jackie, what you said that you said, you know, you needed to reset after your day yesterday, because that meeting was not what we anticipated it would be. And it was a completely different direction. I think we were pretty confident going into it with our approach. And then it was a pretty big X, I would say, if we were on reality television. So taking the time to say, Hey, this didn't go the way I thought it would but here are all of the moments in that that were really great or here's the lesson or here's how I move forward from here or even I'm gonna go run a mile because that was terrible and I just need to reset my brain those are all really important things yeah I I absolutely love that too that's kind of actually a a great segue Julie into um one book that I read that talked about a few interesting points um so I 
I read this about a year and a half ago. I don't know if these ladies ever saw this on like the bookshelves, like a bright neon turquoise blue book, like How Women Rise. Um, it basically details- Did you buy that in the airport when we were going to the office two years ago? Maybe it was when we did I that. Think we did. I think, yeah, sometimes I just see something and I'm like, I'm going to impulse buy this. <laughs> but what it does is it, it details like kind of habits that we do as women that kind of can like undermine us and how we can be more mindful or be better about those things in order to rise, like how women rise the title. Um, and two of the habits that I felt like really stuck with me that tied into confidence were Habit one was like a reluctance to claim our achievements. And habit two was expecting others to spontaneously notice and reward our contributions or our achievements. Um, I feel like we've all been in a situation, and I know I'm guilty of this too, where we have this thought of like, well, I think my work kind of speaks for itself. Like I did a great job on this and people should notice because I did a great job. And I feel like sometimes, me personally, I operate very heavily on praise. Now, I'm not saying this is a good or a bad thing, but like my reward system is like a compliment or a praise. And I feel like sometimes I lack confidence if I do something that I thought was great and that others didn't say anything about it or didn't. Um, and there's like an example in the book where this woman talks about how she outwardly praises so many people for their accomplishments and she's very mindful of that and she especially does it around like her male co-workers when they do something she doesn't um take credit for something that she didn't do and she will in a group of people in a meeting say well hey this was john's idea and and put credit where credit is due and she assumes that when she does something great too that others should just do the same and that's not always the case people don't always do that um, so in a way, it's up to you to kind of own your accomplishments and your achievements. But the book talks about how women are just more likely to express doubt and they kind of shrink away from praise even when it does happen because they just, they can't accept the credit. They feel kind of embarrassed or called out or whatever um, is the narrative behind that. And the chapter basically just says that you, you have to, like when somebody says that you did a great job, say a, a simple yet proud thank you. And when you're in a situation, speak up about what you contributed to the situation. Um, Cause sometimes if you don't, someone will take credit for you. That's not theirs. And um, it might not even be malicious, but it might just be implied in a way that if, Jimmy is presenting something and doesn't mention your work, it's assumed that Jimmy came up with that idea. Um, so don't be afraid to kind of insert yourself a little bit, not in an arrogant way, but to kind of remind the crowd or let everyone know your contribution to that work. Um, and last, lastly, the book and many articles talk about the fact that women are really great relationship builders as opposed to men who can be, but like just in general, women are, are better at building relationships than men typically. But they tend to be less skilled at leveraging the relationships, which I found very interesting. So while we can build a great bond with someone, we don't want to perceive a relationship as like a transactional alliance or, or something where we're like taking advantage of someone by asking for something or, or doing anything. Um, 
And I guess some piece of advice that I kind of wanted to offer around that is to not be afraid of leveraging those great relationships. We are good at building bonds and friendships and, and to, to ask for something is not necessarily manipulating someone. It's asking for a favor of a friend or an ally. Um, and it can be really helpful in the workforce to, you know, have a buddy that kind of backs you up. Like if Julie did a great job and Jackie publicly said, Julie kicked ass at this. This was awesome. It's just nice to have fellow women or, or anyone in general kind of supporting you so that yeah. you feel more confident. I think that definitely reflects back to our last episode, which if you haven't listened to, please go ahead and do so where you talk about Shiro's and the great women of 2019. But that idea of like lifting each other up sometimes, like if you know that maybe you could tell somebody is lacking a little confidence today, it's not a bad thing to just pat them on the back and let them know like, girl, you're killing today. Like, don't forget that. And I don't think we should take light of that either, that helping somebody else feel confident can also help you feel confident. I love that, Jackie. I think one thing I try to do as a a manager and I'm not always great at it and I find it incredibly challenging. um, You know, a big part of my role is giving feedback. And it's really easy to give specific negative feedback. And I think we've all been on the receiving end of that. I've been on it a lot. It's really easy to give generic positive praise. Jackie, you did a great job. Oh, thanks. But it's really challenging to give specific positive feedback, right? So Jackie, when we were in that meeting yesterday, you did a great job holding your composure when you were interrupted halfway through and asked to completely reset and were asked if you actually understood the assignment. That was incredible. That's specific positive feedback. And I think that can lift more people up than you're awesome. Although sometimes it's just nice to hear you're awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I, 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 love I, that. I feel like that's something that we all kind of know, but at the same time, I didn't really consider or like ponder that or be more mindful and develop that skill of appraising someone in a specific kind of way, especially in a positive context. Because you're right, it, it can feel almost inauthentic in a way when you're just like, you're a rock star, don't worry about it. But I am worried about it. And you need someone to kind of like boost you up specifically why you shouldn't worry. I love that. These are some awesome tips. I actually had just two more. I read in an article that I, or maybe one more. Let me see. I think I already talked about one of them. Oh no, two. So I had two more. And then I think that I'm going off the cuff here. I think that maybe we should create a list of like our favorite ways to build your skill set of confidence so we can share them with all of our listeners, just in like something fun that we can, another extra thing we can share for you guys. Cause I think we all have some great ideas. So we'll take some of the research that we found and compile a list for you guys. But I found this that I really liked. It said to you, when you're like looking to interview for a job, and we all know the statistic, and if you don't, you're about to know, that men apply for jobs when they're 60% of the way qualified, and women generally don't apply for a job until they're 100% of the way qualified, which is terrible statistic, but we need to apply for more jobs. We need to reach, girls, reach. Uh, But what it said here that I liked is to make a list. It said to make a list of 10 things that show you are just as qualified as anyone else for the role you are seeking. And if you're having trouble 
thinking about those things, reach out to friends and say, you know, I'm trying to like create this list and I'm trying to brainstorm and like, what about me? Do you think I would be qualified for this job for like phone a friend? I already said to like, say your name out loud. Um, or did I say that in the, I may have said that in prep. Did I say that in prep? I don't remember. I'll say it again if I didn't. That there was another research that like, if you say your name as a positive affirmation, like Jackie is a rock star in the mirror, just giving yourself that positive affirmation every day. People like LeBron James are doing it. Um, John Stewart, they say does it. Like all kinds of cool people. And then the other one was visualizing your success. So this all goes back to like confidence being a practice. So like we're doing perhaps a confidence journal, we're journaling about our confidence every day, about big wins, we're working on these things, but visualizations and meditations about being confident, like seeing myself close a deal and envisioning me scoring that goal or my legs actually going up in a headstand instead of like falling on my face, like it, visualizing yourself being successful, um, is giant and can really help you kind of get in the right mindset to achieve those goals. Those are just three things I wanted to share. That's incredible. I love that. It's kind of, it's kind of interesting. I was just thinking while you were saying this, how people kind of make like vision boards for like their dreams. I was kind of trying to imagine what like a confidence vision board would look like, like your ideal confident self. Um, interesting. I'm not sure how I would do that, but it's something to think about. All right. Well, I mean, I don't know about you ladies, but I'm feeling pretty confident about the way that this episode was wrapping up. <laughs> but, um, um, anyway, thank you so much for listening. We're going to share on our Facebook page some tips and tricks for being more confident. And I hope that you can take away, if anything, you take away from this episode, the fact that this is something that you have control over and that you can work on day by day to become a little bit more of a self-assured person, both personally and at work. Sadly, that'll do it for this week's episode of Maiden Voyage. We'd like to thank you, our amazing listeners, because let's face it, lady life is hard. It's incredible how much we accomplish every day, and we all deserve awards just for existing. If you're watching the show, make sure that you subscribe, click on that thing for instant notifications, speak your mind in the comments, and share us with your fellow voyagers.